This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yes, what is happening this morning? Let's zoom this camera out a little bit. There we go. A little too close, but good morning, AYS fans. What is happening this morning? On this May 1st, this year's rolling by pretty fast, y'all. It's rolling by fast. Rolling by very fast. As we have, I mean, look, I mean, I can't believe it's May 1st. It's my... Nephew Cooper's birthday today. How about that? Happy birthday, Cooper. Uh, Shannon Williams says, good morning. Hope Ben is feeling better. Yeah, he's feeling better. Uh, if you didn't hear him in his amazing lung capacity in the uh, very early part of this, I mean, kid was feeling bad yesterday, but he is rolling today. Rolling today. Todd Todd says, cheers. What's going on, Todd? Guys, we got a lot to get into this morning. Um... Look, we're going to talk a little bit about pulmonary. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Saints draft. Where the where will the rest of these uh, LSU guys go uh, in this draft? I mean, quite honestly, should Tyler Shelvin and Kerry Vincent had stayed uh, in school? And I think you're seeing some of the guys, not just from LSU, but guys in general who opted out in 2020 outside of, of two, really, and, and really not even two, maybe just one guy in the draft who opted out that has not just completely fallen in the draft, that being one Jamar Chase. Uh, with that being said, I, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that. I think the NFL is making a point here. Uh, and, and so we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. Everybody, good morning. Hit us with the hashtag AskBlake. As on Saturday mornings, we get to all of your comments. At least, we, you know, last Saturday we had like 481 comments. 
Um, so I'm not going to uh, read 481 comments an hour. It's almost impossible. Uh, D-Bone said, Carrie and Shelvin should have stayed in school. I, I agree with that, y'all. I agree with that. I mean, look how many DBs came off the board. And and, and I don't even know if I thought Kerry Vincent would go in round three. I thought he was always a round four, round five guy. Um, but Tyler Shelvin, for sure. Tyler Shelvin, for sure, should have stayed in school. Uh, and, and that's not that's not a slight uh, at Tyler Shelvin. Not a slight at all at Tyler Shelvin. Um, but look look what the – guys, and I don't mean this in a wrong way. Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech is going above Tyler Shelvin. Milton Williams. There's not a lot, a lot of more physical individuals than Tyler Shelvin in this draft. I mean, yeah, he had some problems with weight. I get that. I, I completely understand that. Um but man, I mean, come on. Come on. All right. I'm going to start sharing this myself. It's been a long morning, y'all. It's been a long morning. Um, Let's see here. Let's share that right there. Blaine Smith says, the barber from a meet showing love for Devontae Smith. Saw a video. They definitely seem to be really close. Yeah, they are. Vincent Sanders. Yeah, Vincent's got a little shop right here in a meet. Uh, it's a nice little shop. Matt Gidry says, good morning, and hope your little man is feeling better. Yeah, he's feeling better. I'm sure he'll run up in here soon. He's eating him some pancakes this morning. Um, as most offensive linemen like pancakes. I mean, don't you guys like pancakes? I love pancakes. Actually, but I just don't ever eat them. Because, look, here's the thing. I see pancakes, Matt, and uh, I'll gain 72 pounds, speaking of Tyler Shelvin. Um, so... It is what it is. Um, Daikinic, Daikinia. Daikinia says, good morning, everyone, and we are live. Good morning, Daikinia. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, let me know if I'm saying your name correct. Brian says, we are live. Let's go. Jack Davis says, we all know one team the remaining LSU players won't be drafted to. Fire Sean Payton. Um, look, I, I don't know what is necessarily going on with the Saints. I, I think a lot of people say that they like, um, I don't know. Some people think that they that say that they like it. I don't know how much I hate it. Um, hate this draft so far. I mean, look, I, I think quite honestly, I think quite honestly, when you go and get Peyton Turner, the defensive end from Houston, um, it's a reach. I, I don't, and I don't mean that in the wrong way. You have guys saying that he would have been there at sixty. So, and I know that he's climbing up. Uh, he was climbing up boards, but I, I still think it's a reach. However, here's what I will say about Pey, uh, about Peyton uh, Turner, um, the Saints' first round pick. He reminds me a lot of Cam Jordan. He remind, he actually reminds. If I had to give him an NFL comp, I think it would be Cam Jordan. A defensive end, the Saints selected late in the first round. If they're going after um, Cam Jordan's replacement or another guy that can rush the passer, guys, you got to get after Tom Brady and Matt Ryan, and now Sam Darnold in your in your conf or in your division. Um, so I don't mind it. I was a little. This is where I got. I I understand the need at linebacker, right? But Pete Warner, okay, the the Pete Warner pick. 
Like, good googly moogly, man. I mean, the last time we saw Pete Werner, he was getting roasted. Roasted by uh, Alabama. And and Najee Harris was making him look bad, y'all. So, no, I, I mean, it's a head-scratcher to me. Look, you... I don't if if you're talking about a cover, it kind of feels like an Alex Anzalone pick to me. So I'm sure we'll continue to get into it. Um Brian Vitor says, Good morning, AYS Nation. Good morning, uh Brian. Mark says, Good morning, Blake. Good morning, my friend. Brandy Blake says, Good morning from Baton Rouge this morning. Okay, I, we dig it. We dig it. Carl the Cat Don says, Good morning. Carl, were you at the LSU baseball game last night, my friend? Were you at the LSU baseball game? Carl, I, I, I think Paul's Paul's days are numbered. I think Paul's days are numbered. Um, mm. I mean, the simple fact he went to, to Hasty right after Marceau is the reason why fans get pissed off with him. I turned it off. After the home run, I turned it off. Uh, Chris Landry, good morning, Chris. What's up, my man? He says, man, how is LSU bullpen as bad as it is coming off, off the canceled season? When everyone else is loaded. I don't know. And, and and Chris, I don't know if it's how bad they are or if it's the rotation that Paul continues to throw out there. Right? Meaning, um, how do I want to say this? I mean, he went to Jacob Hasty last night instead of Blake Money. I, I get that you got a long series. Uh, but you went to Jacob Hasty, and then uh, you went to Fowler right after. Guys, it's 2 nothing. You, he went to Hasty, and then to Fowler. And the ball game was over. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's aggravating, Chris, to say the least. It's aggravating. Uh, Blaine Smith says, I'm convinced Peyton had a nervous breakdown because Breeze retired. His kids are drafting. Um. Uh, well, look, I, I I do think that they could use. Uh, look, they're, the Saints are definitely going to go with an offensive player. Um, I think it's in, in rounds four and five. If they, I, I'm pretty sure they have the picks. I went. I kind of went to sleep last night, but um, I know that they moved up. But like for example, Terrace Marshall uh, goes up goes at fifty nine. Like, if you wanted a wide receiver, then you're going to have to move up in front of Carolina to go get him. Now, Terrace Marshall, which is, this is the great thing about this, is that Joe Brady knows his guys, man. He knows his guys. You know, I, I saw one guy say, for, that covers LSU, say that, oh, well, he's a former five-star, and he was overshadowed. Dog, he wasn't overshadowed. I, I get what he's trying to say. But before Terrace Marshall got injured in 2019, he he didn't just lead LSU's team. He didn't just lead the SEC. Guys, he led the entire nation in touchdown receptions. Oh, and by the way, when he came back, go look at the touchdown receptions he got from Joe. Guys, he had double-digit touchdown receptions in under 10 games from 2019 and continued that trait on, on this year. Now, Here's the thing that I want to I, I want to say, and I think that it is hurting some guys um, outside of Jamar Chase, outside of Jamar Chase, 
Micah uh, Parsons, uh, the linebacker from Penn State, other guys in this draft that have opted out have fallen, period. Period. I think it's the – it, you know, when I see Mel Kuyper and I see Rich Eyes and I see all these other guys and I keep flipping back from the NFL Network to the um, to ESPN and they're saying, well, hey, I had a I had a 28 to 35 grade on this guy and then he now he's at 60. Um, look, I get Terrace Marshall played and, and I love the kid. Uh, but I think that NFL scouts and NFL GMs wanted to see him go through an entire season. I get that he he played the season where it would have ended at the end of last year, but that was just an excuse. You know, one scout pretty much around here had told me that they wanted to see him go against Patrick Sertan again. They wanted to see him go up against Florida again and see what he could do. Well, he didn't even go up against Florida in 2019, so they wanted to see him go up against those two individuals just to see what he would look like. Hey, and here's another truth. What if Terrace Marshall would have gone out there and done good things on Pat Sertan? then you would have had a guy that would have probably solidified himself as a first-round pick. Uh, and look, he would have he would have done some good things. Um, and so, just in and of itself, I'm using Terrace Marshall as a scapegoat because we cover LSU. Tyler Shelvin's another guy. We talked about Kerry Vincent. Guys that opted out in 2020, I think the NFL, as they normally do with the Rudy Pooh shit that the NFL can do sometimes, these owners are making a statement right now. They're making a statement. Guys, if you're going to opt out, we'll give you last year, but we're going to show you some guys that are first-round picks that are going to drop. And good googly-moogly to the, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, the first the first offensive player that Matt Rule drafts is a former Joe, uh, Joe Brady guy. Unreal. Unreal. And look, you're another LSU guy that, L- that the Saints are going to have to go up against. Another LSU guy. You drafting you're you're drafting the the entire roster from Ohio State to come play with the Saints. You know, me and my wife just bought or renewed the season tickets we have from the Saints, and I'm like, draft Terrence Marshall, draft Terrence Marshall, and then they go draft a guy who's eating a ham sandwich on the back of his tailgate in Ohio. It's aggravating, man. It is aggravating oh Blake it's a needed linebacker yeah you cut Alex Anzalone for the same reasons Mark Dunn says Jabril Cox yeah he's going to be on the top of the big board uh, coming out he's I'm pretty sure he's on the top of um, he is on the top of uh, Mel Kuyper's big board coming out of today uh, Jason Moore or Jason Morgan sent us some stars on Facebook. Jason, I greatly appreciate that, my friend. And so did Shannon Williams. Guys, we always appreciate when you send us stars via Facebook. Every time you do that, that helps us grow our podcast. Is you know we're we're doing some renovations uh, here at the Rafino household and and in the studio. Um, so the office is getting underway, and, and, and it look it, it goes to help us, and we're going to continue to go. We got some big news coming up this month. I feel it. Oh, it's Ryan Thibodeau. Okay, Ryan. Uh, maybe I should uh, be careful of saying that. I'll just I'll I'll call you DD, DD. So Facebook don't get you. Uh, he says I'm still in Rudy Pooh Facebook jail. I hear you. Adam Keen says good morning. Good at, good morning, Adam. Uh, Carl Dunn says yes, and it was Rudy Pooh again. Yeah, it was Rudy Pooh. I asked Carl if he was at the game last night. 
Yeah, it was Rudy Pooh, Carl. Look, man, I, I don't get it. I, I like legitimately don't do not understand it. Like if someone could help me understand what he's doing by bringing in Jacob Hasty, I mean, it's not that he's doing a lefty on lefty matchup. Hasty came in and faced two right-handed hitters, and then he gets one and zero to a a left-handed hitter, and he pulls in. And I like what Jacob Hasty did to Paul Maneri. Paul Maneri starts walking out, and Jacob Hasty, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Hasty's sitting up on the mound telling Paul, get your ass back in the dugout. And then he runs out there, and Paul, I'm, I'm the head coach. You don't tell me what to do. I'm the head coach. I'm a real boy. Not the jelly green buttons. I'm a real boy. I like the fire from Hasty, even though he can be Rudy Pooh. Uh, I liked it. Don't bring a kid in for, I mean, if you're going to play situational, I get it, but Jesus. Jack Davis says, drafted Zach Bond and now Werner. Didn't need either one had you drafted Patrick Queen. True. True. Very true. Very true. Look, I'm, I'm not going to give up on Cesar Ruiz either yet. A lot of people don't like the fact uh, that they went offensive line. I think he did some good things last year. Uh, I'm not going to give up to him up on him too quickly. Uh, but, but regardless, I, I, I still would have drafted Patrick Queen in there. You're right. Uh, Adam King says, can we all agree Paul Miles is going at the end of the season? He will, quote-unquote, retire after the season. I think that he will. I, I think that the plans are in motion. And, and look. It doesn't matter what they do for the rest of the year. This team is not going to Omaha unless they, unless they catch lightning in a bottle. Let me just say this. Unless they catch lightning in the bottle, this team is not going to um, to Omaha. It's just not going to happen. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it. They got a lot of talent. A lot of guys, they got so much talent, but it just seems as if, it just seems as if that they just... Paul just makes some boneheaded decisions, man. Like, I like Brady Drost. Brody Drost. I think he's going to be good. But why are you going to bring in Brody Drost to DH against a left-hander when he he struggles against left-handed pitching? Brandy Blake says, visiting the parents and Drew's racing in New Orleans this morning. Okay, I like it. Drew's her husband, I believe, right? Uh, David says, amen on the pitching change take. Thank you. Holden says, I like the cornerback they got. A lot of people said that if he hadn't opted out, he would have been an early second-round pick. And they, yeah, and Kuiper said that too. And that, that goes to another point that I'm saying. These guys that are opting out uh, are falling. Even the, even the fact that Terrace Marshall fell as far as he did. Um, guys, I mean, he almost... I, I hate to say this, but I, he he shouldn't have left. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here because um, I want to be careful because people are gonna rip me for saying this. The guys that are training Terrace Marshall, the guys that were training Terrace Marshall before the draft, they were telling Terrace Marshall to opt out. All right, now what? So you want to work out with Ryan Clark and all those people? I get it. Ryan seems like an okay dude, but. 
hey, you come work out with us, we'll make you a first rounder. It's the biggest lie of all time. You need to stop telling those kids that. Now, I know that I'm going to get ripped a little bit on this, but Ryan Clark has been known to be telling kids behind the scenes to opt out. Guys, we have him on Matt Moscona's show saying uh, for Allie Gay after the Mississippi State game to, to opt out. And other got kids to opt out in the middle of the season. Kids, if you're listening, don't opt out. The NFL is showing you that you better play. Unless it's a meaningless bowl game, and I'm kind of to the point too, like I don't want these kids playing meaningless bowl games. I'm in the minority on that. Well, Blake, they, they signed, you know, they did this. Well, at some point, they gave you everything they got. You know, they're not going to opt out if they're in the playoff. I mean, so at some point, these kids got to think about their future, too. And they get, I mean, that's just me. Uh, DD says, PM is definitely past his time. Fresh voice will do clubhouse good. I agree. Chris Landry says, I agree with all that about rotations, which is why Palmineri's, or Coach Palmineri's days are done. I agree with that. I mean, it's the simple stuff, right? It's the simple pitching matchups and changes that have, have been his bugaboo all year long, man. All year long. And if he doesn't find a way to clean that up uh, and, and soon, then it's going to be bad. Uh, Robert Plazant says, I like the Saints pick Paulson Adebo, the cornerback from Stanford. Yeah, Adebo, he did have eight interceptions. What's crazy about Adebo is he's 6'1", 200 pounds, really fast. Had The thing that worries me about Adebo, and probably why he fell a little bit, is that guys, I, I want to say that the completion percentage on him was around 58 to, to 60%. He had 76 balls called on him, but he's kind of like risk or reward, right? Like either he's going to pick you off or you're going to catch it. That's the one thing that that worries me about Adebo. Um, Adebo. We should just call him Debo. Um, I don't mind the pick. I quite honestly think it's the best pick they got they had uh, so far, at least on paper, especially on paper. Uh, Ryan Mayer. What's up, Ryan? Says, good morning, Blake. Good morning, my friend. Uh, DD says Terrence Marshall TM6 will do great things in Carolina yeah he will yeah he will Mark says I hope someone picks up Racy Um, Mark I I hope so too I just don't think unless Racy goes late 6th early 7th or in the 7th round I don't think he's going to get selected Uh, the production is just not there now, will they draft him as a guy that has the physical tools? You never know what these individuals will do. Uh, I think he's got all the physical tools, but a lot of times these GMs, they got to see production to make that leap. Uh, will they? Will someone use a six-round pick on him? I hope so. I hope so. I think that they should, but I just want to be careful of saying, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I want to be careful before we say anything. Tasha Thibodeau from the Real LSU Nation. Good morning, Tasha. Have a great day, Blake, and everyone got to run to work. Have a good day, my friend. Um, Adam Contreras says, Shelvin hasn't shown he's worthy of a higher pick. Uh, I don't agree with that. Um, I think his play showed that he could be a a really big talent. I mean, the truth is, and and guys, I know that recency bias will hurt us. Go look what he did against Alabama. Go look what he did against Clemson, a guy that got drafted. Go look what he did against Landon Dickerson legitimately go watch that Alabama game in 2019 and watch what he did to Landon Dickerson up and down the field. Um, 
he has shown flashes of being a first-round pick. The problem is, is that he can be lazy on the field sometimes, uh, bad feet, but that's a lot of big defensive linemen. I mean, Vince Woolfork is, is known for doing that. He has shown flashes that if he can get right, you know, a lot of people say they want him at 350 pounds. I personally think the kid should be at 330. Um, that's my opinion. Um, look, that that kid's violent now. He's violent. I I don't I don't I I get what you're saying here, Adam. I don't fully agree with the Tyler Shelvin take here. He's shown you big time flashes. Do you not remember in 2019 on punt return where he was obliterating dudes and he's just moving up and down the field? Um, I don't I, I don't agree with that. Uh, Kenny Russell said, "Well, but but here's the thing though, Adam. Let me let me back up to to your point though. To your point, there's a reason he fell, and I think I, I fully believe it's because he didn't play." Kenny Russell says the Saints aren't trying to get to that next level. This draft convinced me of that. It's a good point. Um, you know, it's funny that I, I the funny thing to me though is is that I trust Jeff Ireland enough, one of the Saints front office guys, um, in reference to scouting. You know, he's gonna have to prove me wrong again. Now he's gonna have to prove me wrong. Which, I mean, the Cesar Ruiz pick is a head scratcher to some. We'll see. Uh, Mark says, <clears throat> Blake drinking that coffee, straight black or adding ingredients? Straight black. I don't, I, I'm not going to drink, uh, I don't like coffee with sugars and creams. And every once in a while, uh, every once in a while, I'll drink some coffee with some cream. You know, like my, I'll try it out. Like my wife gets this like a uh, coffee creamer, like the Snickers, Snickerdoodles or whatever you want to call it. The, the uh, Captain Crunch, um, you know those kind of flavored stuff. But then you know I, I'll, I'll sip it like two or three times. Um, I'll sip it like two or three times, and I'm like, man, it was good for a couple sips, and I want to throw the coffee away. I just can't take it. It's just too rich for my taste. Uh, Adam Contreras said, "Scoring zero runs will never win you the game." That's true. <laughs> That's true. Didi says, "I really feel for Landon Marceau. I do too." Blaine says, Dunn is terrible. That he is. And Carl Dunn says, I lost my shit last night. Carl, like all of us, brother. I mean, it, it's it's frustrating to say the least. Like, if you're coming in here and you're talking, say one good thing about uh, Paul Maneri. <laughs> my sister, Courtney Parton, good morning, sis. Uh, she says, thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. I, I think, you know, I might be in the minority on this one, too. I'm all right with it. I, I'm kind of perfectly okay with Aaron Rodgers wanting out. I do not believe the Jeopardy manure that's out there. Don't believe it. Oh, I want to host Jeopardy. Maybe he does, but no, he just wants out of Green Bay. Um, The simple fact that they have not gone and gotten that man a first-round wide receiver or tight end tells me all I need to know. I mean, what help have they gone and gotten him? Of the last 10 drafts, this is a crazy stat. Listen to this. Of the last 10 drafts, the Green Bay Packers have selected nine defensive players, one offensive player, the one offensive player, Jordan Love, the backup quarterback that they were going to get to be Aaron Rodgers' replacement. So if you're going to do that, 
If you're going to do that and you're going to ask him why he's mad and then you're not going to go spend money in free agency, I would be frustrated along with him too. I mean, and here's the thing that I think from Aaron Rodgers' perspective. Guys, they're right there. They're at the NFC Championship game every year. They just can't get over the hump. So I think they need some more players. I mean, defensively, I think they've done well. But we'll, you know, I'm not mad at him. Uh, Kenny Russell says, we had no offense at all. Can't be surprised when Arkansas catches fire. I agree with that. Uh, Brandon Reese says, what's up, Blake? Starting my B-Day watching your show. Brandon, happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday to you. Do you guys like my singing? Happy birthday to you. Good. Happy birthday, Brandon. Guys, if you want a birthday shout-out, if it's your birthday, we'll... Uh, I'll give you a birthday shout out now. I love birthdays. Kenny on Facebook Live says, I sure hope Paul Maneri steps down. This is starting to remind me of less miles in 2016. I think that this is a little bit, uh, it's not as bad yet. Not as bad yet. Um, but it's getting there. It's get, He's tired, man. He's just tired. Uh, Deidre, Sonny D. Gordon, Sonny, what's happening? How, how, Sonny, are you speeding through the great, City of Tickfall, or Village of Tickfall yet. Uh, he says, this linebacker from Ohio State is one of the guys that got... I saw you post that, Sonny. He says that I saw the guy, for everybody listening on the podcast, he says they got out by, uh, outrun by Trevor Lawrence, the 65-yard touchdown. But so did everybody now. So did everybody now, Sonny. Let's not... I saw you put that on there yesterday. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I went back and watched that play. So did... Look, here's another thing, too, now. He shook a DB out in the middle of the field. Go back and watch that. He went bop, bop. And I'm like, oh, damn, son. Like, you know, if we was on the playground, Sonny, and he would have hit that move on the open playground, we would have been hollering, right? You know, so I get what you, I agree with you, but he did run away from a lot of people. He did run away from a lot of people, but I get what you're saying. Uh, I see a couple of lessonary comments in here. Yeah. Uh, David says they may not even make the SEC tournament, and if my memory serves me correctly, no team has ever made the NCAA tournament that has not made the SEC tournament. I think that you're right there. Uh, Kenny Russell says, yeah, I like Clark, but he shouldn't be doing that. O can't build his program if he consistently is losing players. I I mean, he can't. He can't. Guys, I'm telling you, now that that Terrace Marshall's recruitment or, or, or draft status is up, I feel like a little obligated to say it. Ryan Clark has been telling these kids, Kerry Vincent included, that they're going to get him into, you know, they get him into the first round and shit like that. Look, a lot of people like Ryan Clark. I get it. I'm not beating up on him. But Mo Wells is a guy that is doing the training for Ryan Clark. Okay, a lot of these guys play for the bootleggers coming out of high school. Not a problem. Look, I don't really give, I really don't care about that. But when you start telling a kid, that you're going to get him in the first round when he opts out. And then every GM and scout says, hey, kid, we wanted to see you go up against Patrick Sertan. And you didn't. You better explain to that kid why he's not in the first round. Now, it's a little bit, I get that it's Terrace's decision and that you got to put it on him. But at the end of the day, don't be telling kids that they should be opting out now that we see, and the truth is, because you're making money from it. Guys, you really think Ryan Clark and them and Mo Wells aren't, aren't making money from these kids and their agents? Get out of here with that. 
I like Ryan Clark. I think he's a good dude. If they going to pay you for you to get him in round one, then you better get him in round one. There's no reason why Terrace Marshall should, and I get the injury history. Forget the injury history. Okay? Um, forget the injury history. The kid's a first-round talent. The bottom line with that, though, is, is that when, again, if, you, if any of you know a football scout, which is not hard. They have like 700 billion of them. 700 billion. We don't even have 7 billion people on the planet. They have like a billion of them. For the NFL. Go ask one of them about Terrace Marshall. And they I guarantee you they will tell you that injuries were a little bit of concern. But him not going against Patrick Sertan this year really hurt him a little bit. Go ask him. Uh, let's see. Carl Dunn says, fundamental errors in base running. Uh, gaff again. Yeah. I mean, that's just simple. You know, Carl, what's funny about that is the simple fact of non-baseball IQ and Nolan Dunn with all due respect or Nolan Dunn Nolan Kane with all due respect Gavin Dugas isn't getting from second to third on that short little line drive and even if he could at that point in the game hold him off with no outs uh, Tasha Dibbo says God I agree lots of our athletes are uh, unduly in- influenced by men who are already rich they gave up them super horrible. They gave them super horrible advice, and I'm glad you called it out. Those same people got huge career promotions, while other guys are still waiting to hear their names called. Good lesson to learn. Yeah, it's a good lesson to learn. Yeah, it's a good lesson to learn. Okay, and, and look, I am not. I am not, but at all, at all, saying anything bad about Ryan Clark. But again, when you tell a kid that you're going to be working him out and you're going to get him in the first round, I know people are going to defend RC on this. It's fine. I don't give two Rudy Poos. You better get that kid in the first round. And if you're going to convince a kid, and here's the problem, and I don't want to really get into this whole recruiting spat, okay? So you mean to tell me a kid played with the bootleggers, which is a 7-on-17. Then he goes to LSU. Okay, bootleggers have been known to go to LSU. Then the kid in a COVID season opts out. And everybody says that he's a first-round talent. And you go on a radio show and tell kids to opt out. And then, oh, well, you got to train for the for the NFL. No, he didn't. You know what the best training for the NFL is? Playing the damn game. That is the ultimate training. That is the ultimate eyeballs. The, these scouts, yeah, if you're going to run a 4-2-5, yeah, they love it. But they want to see you go up against high-level competition. Be careful, guys. And I say this all the time. Be careful where you send your kids. You know, it's like the, like the old video. Hide your kids, hide your mama, hide your dog. Everybody not going to the first round around here. Uh, Stanley Polk says, everyone makes the SEC attorney. Thank you, uh... Uh, Stanley, I saw you said this too. Uh, where was it? Oh, uh, you said good morning, you magnific- magnificent son of a gun. I appreciate that. Uh, my good friend Stanley, good morning, brother. Um, let's see. Zach says if Marshall stays healthy, he's going to be a beast. I think he can. Didi says Racy will be a special team specialist. That's a word stuff right there. Craig Summerall says, are you still going to Hoover? Me? 
Who you talking to? Oh, you talking to Stan? Okay. Shit, I'll go to Hoover. Hoover, Alabama. I, I heard they don't like Italians in Hoover, though. I heard they don't like Italians. It's scaring me. It scares me when the, I, I need to go to a place. You know, when I go to a place, they don't like Italians. What we ever do? I mean, the only thing Italians have ever done for you people, <laughs> all we done is giving you mafia movies. We've given you pizza. We've given you spaghetti. We've given you a lot of our culture. How are you going to hate us Italians? Didi says Tyler Shelvin is a 3-4 type of player. Well, he is a 3-4 type of player. There ain't no question about that. He gets drafted in a 4-3 type of scheme. He's, he's Rudy Poo. Uh... Let's see. Peggy Red says uh, to Tasha from one of the earlier comments that he she hopes Coach O can use this as a learning moment. Well, of course he's going to use it as a, as as a uh, as a as a learning moment. Stanley Polky says he's he failed because he didn't play and show he could stay in shape. Teams are going to ask around about his weight issues, and LSU not going to lie about them. Talking about Ter- or talking about Tyler Shelvin, exactly. Ex- guys, it would have done it would have done Tyler Shelvin wonders. Okay, if he would have come in that pro in that that LSU pro day at three thirty, would have done him magnificent things. The fact that he's been training all offseason to be three fifty doesn't does him nothing. Does him nothing. You know, Leonard Fournette, if you remember, went to the combine at 240, and they're like, oh, my God, he's so big. And he's like, what? And then he goes out there and runs a 4-4 or 4-4-9. Then he comes to LSU's Pro Day at 220, and he said, you want me to trim down? I'll trim down. You want me to be big? I'll be big. I can do whatever I want. I can do literally do whatever I want. So he should have came there at 330. If they want him to get back to 350, all right. But, oh God, I said all right like I'm Nick Saban. Gross. Uh, but I would have come in if I were advising him, which I'm not. I would have told him to come in around uh, around 3:30. Tasha Tibbo says people take advantage of any oppression to promote themselves. They've used Coach O's goodness, and uh, yeah, I agree with that. Stanley says Dunn has long been overrated. Name a pitcher who has been be- who had who was better. When they left LSU than they were uh, when they started. Mm, shit. That's a good question. Ryan says Packers lowballed Aaron Rodgers. Blake or lowballed Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you, Blake. Uh, Packers refused to get a number one wide receiver. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And and we're smart and we're supposed to act like, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is a is a prima donna. Man. The man's been there for 16 years. In the last 10 drafts, you got him one offensive player that plays the same position he does. Get out of here with that. Move up. And I'm going to tell you, what's, hap- what's, what's hurting the Green Bay Packers in today's society is they don't have an owner. you got to be able to go to an owner as a GM and say, boss, I need this. I'm serious. And look, when you have a boss ahead of you that can fire your ass, which doesn't always happen in Green Bay, I don't, I don't mind what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Let me say that. Uh, Julie on Facebook Live. Good morning, Julie. 
She says, if Paul Maneri is tired, it's time for him to retire. I agree with that. Uh, Sonny uh, says, I took a chance last Monday. Uh, did you succeed? You said you took a chance. Did you succeed speeding through the village of Tickfall? Let me make this known, too. I do not condone speeding through Tickfall. I don't condone speeding. Because I know what's going to happen. Oh, Blake Rafino told me I could speed through the village of Tickfall, and I, I never said that shit. All right, a couple more, and then we're going to get on out of here. Uh, Paul Brown says, good morning. The problem with Saints is Sean tries to be cute in his draft picks like he does hit, uh, does with his coaching problem is it ain't cute and it doesn't work. I mean, he's petty, guys. I mean, I told you that all last season. I told you all that last season. I mean, the simple fact that I, I questioned him. Um, guys, I questioned I, – I simply asked a question about Sean Payton. I said, that's an – I literally said that's an interesting – Decision to bring in Taysom Hill, and then Taysom Hill fumbled. So that's an interesting decision by Sean Payton there. I didn't tag the man. I didn't tag the man. And then I, the only way that he could have find he could have found it was two things: either one, somebody tagged him in it or sent it to him, or number two, he searches his name at the end of the games and goes and blocks people that he's mad or, or that criticize him. Guys, that's petty as shit. Pettiness gets your ass beat, man. Pettiness gets your ass beat. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> David says, can't score runs when you only uh, teach launch angles techniques. Yeah. Uh, Mark says, RC is okay, but seems like a little pot stir. Well, he's more than a pot stir. He's more than a pot stir. You know, um, I'm just going to tell you this. I have not made a comment on the Ryan Clark LSU Ed Orr's run situation. I don't think it's my spot. Um, I will say this. It, if Terrace Marshall would have gone in the first round, okay, then we could have sat back and said, you know what, Ryan Clark was right. He was right. But now we're seeing NFL or guys that are going into the NFL, into this draft, that opted out, even guys that played, like a Terrace Marshall, that wind up opting out at the end of the season, wind up falling. And I, I kind of wonder what would have happened to Terrace Marshall if Joe Brady wouldn't have been in Carolina. Did you think about that last night? What if Joe Brady would not be in Carolina? Do you mean to tell me that Joe Brady didn't go up to Matt Rule and says, bro, like, this dude is really good. He was leading the nation in touchdown receptions before he got hurt. Is the medical okay? If the medical is okay, go get him for me. I, it's more than a pot stirring situation here. Because I tell you what, the Saints are going to take him at the next pick at sixty. They weren't going to take him. Now, do I think that someone finally pops, you know, goes and gets him? Sure, but man, Kenny Russell says LSU should have never. Had all those opt-outs, period. Kind of frustrating uh, because most of our people never benefit from it besides Chase. Well, and, and let's call it what it is. Chase didn't benefit from it. I mean, yet yeah, did he be Here's where he benefited. Look, he benefited from not getting hurt. But he didn't, he wasn't going to get any better. He His draft stock couldn't go any higher. It could have only gone lower. He could have only hurt himself. That's a different situation. I mean, he's in the top five. Terrace Marshall was not in that situation. You want to tell Jamar Chase to opt out? That, that's fine. 
whatever. I mean, Jamar Chase probably should have, considering what was happening last year. Um, but he went in the top five. Terrace Marshall was nowhere close to that. You know who else wasn't close to that? Kerry Vincent, who also is training with those guys. Kerry Vincent, you might not get drafted today, brother. I mean, you might. I think he's going to go in the, in the fifth or sixth round, maybe even late fourth, but there's a chance he doesn't get drafted. And if he doesn't get drafted, then who's it blaming on? Well, it's not on us. We trained him to get. Stop telling kids not to play for your agenda. Uh, Tasha says, preach it, Blake. They better stay out of our athletes' ears. Well, they're not. Well, Tasha, I, I agree with you there, but they're not going They're not going to. Which that and that's a sad thing. TigerBait.com says, "What in the uh, wide, wide world of sports is going on in here?" I'm just, I'm not gonna put your name up there. I'll call you later, Mike. <laughs> I'll call you later. Uh, Zach says, "Clark salty as f. He hates Coach O." Robert Plaisant says, "Clark is just trying to get people to leave uh, LSU to hurt Coach O." Let me do this very quickly because it's all Mike Scarborough in here. Guys, go to TigerBait.com. That's TigerBait.com. If you use the promo code AYS30, if you do a subscription, uh, you'll get 30 days for a dollar. Go do that. Go do that. Uh, DD says game tape doesn't lie. No, game tape doesn't lie. And again, I'm going to say this until I'm not. I, I, I'm blue in the face. What's up, man? I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face. What if Terrace Marshall goes out against Alabama like uh, uh, Kayshawn Bouti did last year and Rose Patrick Sertain? Come here, buddy. Hey, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Can you say Dead Dad Show? Tell him, hey. You feeling better? Can I have a guess? Hmm. Tell them bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, do you like the NFL draft? Do you like your pancakes? Were they good? All right, you want down? Love you. Uh, Brian says, Blake, you the truth. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Lonnie says, Gia, good morning. Preach it. I guess you guys are talking about this Ryan Clark thing. Is what it is, man. And you're getting advised. If you're going to get advised to opt out or do X, Y, or Z, you know, you better be able to do it. And and I get that Terrace Marshall has a connection with Ryan and Mo Wells from the bootleggers, but brother, you should have stayed and played. From a simple aspect, too. Oh, I was talking about Patrick Sertan. If. Ter- Again, if Terrace Marshall did what Kayshawn Bouti did last year, he's going in the first round, guys. That means he roasted a top eight pick. Mm. Uh, Peggy says, Ben is adorable. Didi says, uh, hey, Ben. What's going on? I appreciate that, guys. All right, a couple more, and then we're getting out of here. Tasha Thibodeau says, if I were Cincinnati, I would have encouraged Chase to opt out. Uh, it was... It was in their best interest. Yeah, it was. Again, that's a very small... Again, Micah Parsons fell, and everybody else that opted out did not have the success when it comes to being drafted to Jamar Chase. Sonny Orgeron. What's going on, Sonny? 
sent us some stars uh, on Facebook. We really appreciate you doing that. Every time you guys do that, it helps us grow our podcast and show every single day. Um, one more we're going to get out of here. Daniel Glenn says, good morning, y'all. Go Tigers from a, from a work platform up here in Northeast Alabama. Well, Daniel, good morning, my friend. And you will be the last comment of the morning. Uh, guys, it was good talking to you this morning. We will see you again. Doubleheader today, LSU Baseball. We're going to be covering the draft rounds four through seven. Where will Jabril Cox, Tyler Shelvin, uh, Kerry Vincent go? We'll be covering that. Guys, y'all have a good day. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.